this scene, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. Hey everybody, welcome to the special Major Spoilers Sessions, where Rodrigo and I are going to take a look at uh, Cowboy Bebop and provide some commentary for you as you watch along. So if you don't have Cowboy Bebop, uh, some of this may be a little uh, out of... Uh, out of your range, but that's okay. Then again, if you don't have Cowboy Bebop, why don't you? Yes, exactly. So what <laughs> we're going to do is we will give you a countdown, or I will give you a countdown, as to where we're going to uh, hit play, and then you should be able to watch along if you hit play at the same time, and you can hear our commentary um, along with the episode, or something like that. We hope. You ready, well, Rodrigo? You can, you'll, you'll figure it out. You're smart. All right. Three, two, one, let's jam. All right, we hit play now. Uh, All right, here we go with episode two. Credits have already started. The seatbelts, if you guys really want to listen to some great music, go out and find the, the CDs. I think you can order them on Amazon. I've got, I think there's like six of them all together, including the movie and some of the other stuff. Uh, I'll get a complete list uh, down the line. But if you like this mm-hmm. particular song, get some of the other Cowboy Bebop stuff. All this music is included, and it's awesome. Uh, the problem with Amazon, though, is you're probably going to have to import it from Japan or from overseas somewhere. You might be able to find it on iTunes if you're inclined to go to iTunes. Uh, you know what? You can't, actually. I tried can't. to do a search for this. I think they have maybe this song, mm-hmm. but it's done by another group, not the Seatbelts. Now, I think even... Uh, I think the song was actually written by Yoko Kano. Right, right. Um, Yoko Kano does um, also wrote the ending theme and actually most of the score for this. Um, I know for uh, all the Ghost in the Shell stuff, mm-hmm. um, Yoko Kano I think is a, is the most prominent kind of a score writer for uh, anime. Yeah, all the Cowboy Bebop stuff that I found on iTunes were like remixes and things done by oh, other people. So that's no good. You got to go to the source people. Go and get the the real Cowboy Bebop music. Name of this session? What is this name of this session? You remember? <laughs> <laughs> Something about a dog. Yeah, real dog blues. No, I don't know. Yes, and all of these actually the the title takes something from music. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Even in the future, they're making fun of the people with the funny names. Oh, yeah. You remember, uh, what was the Jet Li that has uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in it? Oh, I don't Not know. Not Jet Li, uh, Bruce Lee. Uh, but that's who this character reminds me of. I've instantly like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this is supposed to be Kareem Abdul doing his thing in... Stray Dog Strut. Stray Dog Strut. SDS. Session 2. They don't use a whole lot of repeating animation. This is the stuff that they do tend to use again and again mm-hmm. a little bit. But that's okay. I mean, it kind of sets us up for the planet that we're on and, and kind of sets up the scene this, to remind us that we are in space. Mm-hmm. The... Uh I, I like all the all the warnings and all the different languages uh-huh. rolling in. Yeah, about not deviating from the Stargate. Because mm-hmm. that actually comes up later in the uh, in the episode. Yeah. I think maybe in the next episode or the fourth episode, something like that. I think here we the, go with this brilliant animation. It's the one with the sea again. rats. 
Yeah. That is not actually a very hard effect to do if you know a little 3D software. Television of the future will be staticky. Oh, and this is how they uh, communicate to all the uh, the cowboys out there. Oh, I'm so in love with her. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Punch and Judy? No, no, that's not who that... Her name is Judy, but yeah. I don't remember his name. I think his name is Punch. Now, wait a minute. That's not the same Abdul Hakim we saw a minute ago. Uh-oh. And it's funny how when he does the plastic surgery, how his hair and facial hair all changes as well. Yeah. Oh, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I went uh, for a while back in oh, about 2000. I was uh, really big in, in purchasing anime cells. Mm-hmm. And so the hardest ones to find are the Cowboy Bebop ones. I'll bet. They go for tons of money. And the ones featuring Judy go for like $5,000. Yeah. And she's barely in the series. Well, that's probably why, because hers are the most rare. I mean, they're, you know, you look at Faye. I'm sure Faye's also sell Those for, also sell for 1200 or more. there's got to be 10,000 more Faye Valentine cells right. than there are Judy cells. Right. I do have a Faye cell, by the way. Nice. It's when she's wearing her uh, little... Uh, casino getup. Nice. So here we see Mars, and again, people are inhabiting the the craters, and I just love how the machines are pumping out the oxygen that then falls down into the crater and, mm-hmm. and creates breathable air for everybody. It's almost like you're, again, like you said, riding into town on your, on your horse. Yep. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop is very episodic. Um... There is a, uh, there is a plot line that kind of comes back, but that really is just kind of scattered throughout episodes. Right. From one episode to another, other than, you know, the first handful of episodes where you pick up the crew. Right. There really isn't much impact from one episode to another. Yeah, some of these you can watch out of order. Like this, the first one and this one, you can watch any time and there's not really a... Uh, well, except for what's in the mysterious suitcase. Exactly. Hey, buddy, what's in the suitcase? What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> and the fact that he had the plastic surgery and his voice changes too. I'm still not used to my hands. You know who this guy reminds me of? Who? Uh, Afro Samurai. Yeah. Well, I think he, you know, this this character right here. You know, you you see him at first, or or when you when you see his picture that he didn't used to look like this. Right. It, it, it kind of is like. Here's one of those guys who wants to be a badass black dude, but is actually not black at all. And yeah, this guy definitely has that um, black spo- black exploitation martial arts movie feel kind yeah. of a yeah Bruce Leroy thing. And they do pull a lot into the great you know seventies uh, karate kung fu movies mm-hmm. into this a lot too. 
Oh, what's in the box? It's alive! It's alive! And, and believe me, I don't know how they got... Th- I, I don't know how they fit, uh... Yeah. That critter into, into the, the into little the tiny thing. Land or sea or in space, these ships can go anywhere. Yeah. You do often see them docking... Uh, in the water? In the water. Yeah. Because there's a... Where they fish... Off the off the platform. Yeah. So some scientists are out looking for something. <laughs> California surfer. Yeah. That that guy is voiced by Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah. It's, Pizza. It's, it's good to know that he's a uh, that he's gotten work after uh yeah, after, after Turtles Ninja 3. Turtles. Yeah. Past the Cyber Mall, that's how we know we're in the future. Yes. There's Everything else is in the a, same. In, in Ghost in the Shell, they use the word cyber entirely too much, like in Standalone Complex. Uh-huh. It's like, I cyber-hacked this hi- cyber brain with my cyber implants. <laughs> it's like, all right, we get it. It's the future. You, they, they say the pets and their owners eventually look alike, and the pet store lady certainly does look like the little hat she wears on her head, which isn't a hat. It's a turtle. Yep. What's in the box? (laughs) How does everybody know the combination of this thing? One, two, three. (laughs) I need to change the combination of my luggage. (laughs) A Welsh Corgi. Now, again, they're small dogs, but there's no way that dog can fit inside that briefcase. Oh, God. Eat the dog. But here come those scientists. So there's something about this Welsh Corgi that we later find out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Guess who showed up? She doesn't seem too agitated by somebody showing up with a gun trying to steal a dog. And of course the gunshot is going to attract Spike back to... I like how there's an ostrich. Yeah. As a as a rare pet still in the future. How you could even buy a ostrich as a pet. 
let's kick into some chase music. And that's really what happens for most of the rest of this episode. It's one big chase as, you know, uh, Hakeem is chasing the dog, Spike is chasing Hakeem, and the uh, scientists are chasing everybody trying to get the dog back. Right. Now, you know what? I don't think that this particular song is on any of the CDs that I have. No? And, you know, it's also pretty rare that we hear songs with lyrics in them, uh, in these bits. But, you know, it's a chase scene, so you can pretty much do anything you want. There's something about this dog. It seems to be a little bit smarter than your average pup. You ever have a dog, Rodrigo? Yeah. What kind? Um, I have. He's a mutt. A mutt. Yeah, like it's it's like the family dog yeah. back home. My parents. When uh, when I had my wife watch this the first time, she got into it. Yeah. Uh, she was like, "Well, maybe we should get a a little corgi and name him mine." And I'm like, uh, okay, maybe not. He's not going to be as smart as I knew. Fistful of Wulongs. Little uh, reference there to the man with no name. Yeah. For a few Wulongs more. Yeah. And here comes the uh, the little barge coming through, and the dog decides to jump off, which means they have to go after it. Just some great action. I mean, just some angles. You know, you don't see these a lot in a lot of other cartoons. Maybe today you do, in more modern cartoons yeah. you do. But at this time period, this is something totally new. They do They do a really good job because they. it looks like they go in and they say, okay, in a live action movie how would this be played out right now let's take it up a level by doing things that you couldn't do in a live action scene yeah um so a lot of the um kind of the shot reverse shots in the middle of the action you know it would be such a pain in the ass to choreograph Did you but, see that uh, billboard look like it was a uh, bruce lee movie that they were oh uh, no but there was you see like uh things in the background that are like uh what's the was that gas station with like the big red and blue v uh, Chevron? I think so, yeah. Like, you you see a lot of stuff like that, and you're like, apparently these companies are still in the future, but well, they're just kind of off in the background somewhere. Yeah, keep looking. There's a Sony PlayStation that shows up uh, yeah. in, not too far in the future. The dog has found a new owner. He hates kids and pets. Huh. Foreshadowing, perhaps? Shadowy. He's also not too fond of dames. <laughs> oh my gosh, I caught a big black man. <laughs> Out of the way, kids. Daddy's got business to do. That's that's another thing about this show is that, you know, it is very episodic. You I don't think you ever see these scientists again, for example. No, no. But they have a shtick. Yeah. And Hakeem has this thing that he does. He's yeah. cool in its own way. The bad guys that you encounter later on are cool in their own way. They're right. not reminiscent of Hakeem all that much. Yeah. You so know, even you, though these are nobody characters, they've yeah. still got that play between them. It's like, boom, they're introduced, they're given a personality, you keep going, and, you know, 
it just makes uh, the episode a lot richer. There's a plan. These two never seem to have a plan. Well, Jed comes up with a plan and then Spike proceeds to ignore it. Your classic buddy-buddy show. Yeah. Jet's getting too old for this. Yeah, he does have kind of an interesting background that we find out about later. Mm-hmm. Some deal didn't go down. Way to go, Hakeem. Oh, yeah, nice cell phone. Yeah. Today we would use what's called a flip phone there, <laughs> Hakeem. It, you know, it's it's retro. Yeah. Fast very, come back. Very. Especially the stylings of the clothing. Very 50s uh, zoot suit kind of stuff. Pico, 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 choo. There's a lot of there's a lot of mysticism in this show. I didn't ever go in and say like, oh, well, here's how magic works or anything like that. But right. they they keep kind of referencing, you know, the the Indian mystic, this guy, the funk, the all the girl. feng shui stuff. Yeah. Um. Some even some of the big computer stuff is kind of borders on the mystical. Um. And you know, do you think that's because of, of the cataclysm? Do you think that people lost some science and then had to kind of rebuild their cultures on different places um well that was part of it the you know what what ends up happening uh kind of change definitely changes the events and that's you know that's why most of the action takes place on mars and in other places yeah ah so (laughs) they're driving around in the world's largest dog whistle Oh, I think the dog just took a dump. A lot of dogs. Oh, this crazy lady again. I don't know if I ever met somebody like that. I don't think I'd buy animals from her. Now, one good thing about this show is, you know, uh, you do see animals every once in a while, and they're very animal-looking. Right. They're not cartoony. They're not cartoony. In a lot of shows, even uh, even if the show is relatively realistic, if they want the animal to show some sort of emotion, they'll uh, they'll give it a much more anthropomorphic look. Yeah, but not so much here. The guy was right though about his fortune. Everything was moving. Yep. And there go the dogs. I think Pico, Pico is, Pico. is a good character. Oh, the just, just married, married joke. Spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, the dogs come and mess up everything. Everything's perfect, except for this guy who's stealing your car. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that you're right. That's kind of typical of how everybody's developed, where you're going to say something and then boom, right in the face. Yeah. And again, really hot chase music. It's like shooting a fish in a barrel, I tell you. Those uh, net guns keep coming up, too. I-, I want one of those. Yeah, those are cool. If only the Planet of the Apes had one of those, that really would have solved a lot of problems. Aww. Aww. I'm to sleep. No animals were harmed in the making of this movie. 
Now, how he got to his jet. Well, consider them the jet can probably reach pretty high speeds. True. And this is a fairly long chase. Somebody must want this dog mighty bad. Plus, uh, I'm pretty sure his jet has like three settings. It has like space speed, atmosphere speed, and plot speed. (laughs) So it's like, oh, I got to get back in this uh, chase. Engage plot device. And we still have uh, highways in the future. Payback time, Hakeem. Marty, don't you understand? We're in an aluminum DeLorean. He's in an all-steel car. He'll rip us open like a tin can. Dogs can't drive cars. Ein is a data dog. What's a data dog? They never explain it. Which is... A good thing or a bad thing? A good thing, honestly. Uh, you know what I'm I'm halfway expecting is that, uh, you know, at some point some ports were going to come out of the dog and, you know, connect to an interface like yeah. R2-D2. Honestly, it, here's, here's what it does for you. They don't ever really explain what the deal is. They just kind of... You just kind of infer that Ayn is smarter than than the average dog, yeah. which He's allows you to have that kind the of Ranger's picnic basket too. It allows you it allows you to have a mildly uh, anthropomorphic animal and I explain it. I mean, it's you know, yeah. oh yeah, there's Judy again. There's there's Judy's girls right there. <laughs> it's nice to know that uh, Spike is, even though he hates animals, is enough to save the dog and let Hakeem crash to his death. Well, no, he just gets dad. arrested. Him and the scientists. Data dog. It's a really bad cowboy accent Punch has there. Yeah, it's a Mexican accent. I love her. Oh no, lady, just think you gave up a... Million dollar dog. So now we know where the dog ended up at. I don't think in the first episode it really clicked that Jed had a fake arm. It was just he had something on his arm. Yeah. They make it very almost flesh-colored. Yeah, it is. I, I think that's that's one thing where they could have they could have done with uh, making it a little bit more metallic or just I a different her. color. Yes, we know you love her, Steven. <laughs> See you, space cowboy. <laughs> so just by looking at, at these ending credits, uh, without... Pretend you have not seen far into the future. Mm-hmm. What do you think all this stuff means that we're looking at? Is it just stuff to look at? Or is it supposed to mean something? Well, it, it features Spike almost exclusively. Right. So it lets you know that, I mean, if you didn't figure out two episodes in, you know, Spike's basically the main character of the show. I think every episode features Spike 
and that's maybe every episode features Jet, but honestly, right. Spike is basically front and center in almost every episode. Even There's... the episodes that are that specifically feature other characters, right. like the main character of that right. episode, features Spike in some way. Um, you know, this echoes that very first sequence in which Spike gets shot. It has, you know, the, that sequence wasn't black and white, so this is probably what happened prior to that, or it is that. Yeah, is is what I would what I would say. Um, and it also appears that the more we watch this, the more I don't know. Is it me, or am I just imagining that they're actually adding more plates into? these credits oh i don't know that actually reveal more of the story i don't know i've i never really paid that much attention usually i got up to use the bathroom <laughs> right about this point and the other thing that's really cool about these episodes are these coming up episodes what's coming up next week oh there we go Faye valentine that's the cell that i have i think it's it's funny in um you know the the there was a time when in anime they'd have these things and they'd be like on the next episode this is going to happen this is going to happen and right. then eventually they got into you know the characters having a conversation about what was going to happen and now in most anime you basically get characters talking and yeah. they don't actually reference the coming show at all it's right. just you know right just things that are happening yeah, yeah you see images from the next show but Cool. All right. Well, that was uh, what the, what the uh, second episode. S- second episode. Come Stray back Dog again, Strut. Stray Dog Strut, and we will come back with Honky Tonk Woman. Great Rolling Stone song mm-hmm. with the introduction of one of my favorite characters of all time, Faye Valentine.